Welcome to today's Bible College for May 17. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today's word. Thank you, Lord. In Psalm 119, it says, Instruct us according to your word, Lord. Teach us, for you have made us. You are the God of our salvation, Lord God, the Lord of our territory. Enlarge our our territory, Lord, and let your hand be upon us, Lord, and you may keep us from evil, that it may not harm us. And God perform what we requested in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for coming to your favorite Bible college curriculum. We're doing the deal. We're doing what it takes. We're amplifying the words of God in our system, in our temple, in our minds, in our souls. Amen. Here we go. Today's reading is 2 Timothy 3.14 by the Copelands. Gloria. But continue in the things which you have learned and have been assured of, knowing of whom you have learned them from. 2 Timothy 3.14 If you're born again and have the word of God in your heart, you can live in victory. You may not have all the answers. There may be a great many spiritual things we don't understand, but it's not those things that are most likely to destroy us. It's the things we know already but don't do that usually make us fail. Just think about walking at night down a dark, unfamiliar path in the middle of a jungle of all places. The guide up ahead has a flashlight, a torch to keep you, us on the right path. But then we decide ha, to wander off and take a shortcut in the darkness by ourselves. What do you think will happen to us? We will probably stumble and fall and most likely get hurt. That's exactly the same thing that can happen in our walk with the Lord. He knows what's ahead and he shines just enough light for us to take one step at a time. That's how we use our faith and belief and obedience. We have to continue walking in the light in order to get where we're going. We may not know why he's leading us in a certain way. But we give him thanks nevertheless. We may not understand all the things involved, but God will make up for our ignorance by the Holy Spirit, the love and the assurance. He'll see to it that we have victory if we continue to do what we know. It is good to keep studying. It is good to keep learning. But let us remember, it is not the great revelations we're after we haven't heard yet that will cause us the most trouble is failing to walk in the simple ones God has already given us. Like give thanks for all things in Christ Jesus, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. So be faithful in those things. Continue in them day after day after day. You'll make it through just fine. Stay on the course. Stay the helm. Even if the waters are choppy, it gets dark and cold and you're hungry, you're bloody, and keep thanking God for the problem. Keep thanking God you're in the situation and you're barreling through, moving forward. Just keep thanking God and praising Him. Let's go over to Second Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. It says, From Peter, an apostle of Jesus, the anointed one, to the chosen ones, 
who have been scattered like seed into the nations living as refugees in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, and throughout the Roman province of Asia and Bithynia. You are not forgotten, folks, for you have been chosen and destined by Father God. The Holy Spirit has set you apart to be God's holy ones, obedient followers of Jesus Christ. You have been glorious, sprinkled with his blood. May God's delightful grace and peace cascade over you many times over. Celebrate with praises the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has shown us his extravagant mercy. For his fountain of mercy has given us new life. We are reborn to experience a living, energetic hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We are reborn into a perfect inheritance that can never perish, never be defiled, and never diminish. It is promised and preserved forever in the heavenly realm for us. Through our faith, the mighty power of God constantly guards us until our full salvation is ready to be revealed in the last time. May the thought of this cause you, us to jump for joy, even though lately we have to put up with the grief of many trials. But these only reveal the sterling core of our faith, which is far more valuable than gold that perishes. For even gold is refined by fire. Our authentic faith will result in even more praise, more glory and honor when Jesus, the anointed one, is revealed. Our love, we love him passionately, although we have not seen him. But through believing in him, we are saturated with an ecstatic joy, indescribably sublime and immersed in glory. For we are reaping the harvest of our faith, the full salvation promises us, our soul's victory. This salvation was the focus of the prophets, think about it, who prophesy of this outpouring of grace that was destined for us. They made a careful search and investigation of the meaning of their God-given prophecies as they probed into the mysteries of who would fulfill them at the time period when it would all take place. The spirit of the anointed one was in them and was appointed prophetically to the suffering that Christ was destined to suffer and the glory that would be released afterward. Amen and amen. And now, let's read a chapter of Luke. Reading of Luke 20, the Passion Translation. One day, Jesus was teaching in the temple courts and sharing with the people the wonderful news of salvation. The high priest, the experts of the law, and the prominent men of the city confronted Jesus and asked him, We want to know right now by what authority are you teaching here in the temple? And who gave you the authority to teach these things? And Jesus responded, First, let me ask you a question, and you tell me right now. Did John baptize because he had a commission from heaven or merely from men? His interrogators pulled themselves aside to consider how to respond to Jesus. What shall we say? If we say that John's mandate was from heaven, he will ask us, Then why didn't you believe him and be baptized? 
But if we say John's mandate was merely from men, then all the people around him will stone us, for they believe John was a prophet of God. So unable to devise an answer, they said to Jesus, We cannot tell where John's authority came from. Jesus said, Then neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. <laughs> Jesus taught the people using this story. A man once placed a vineyard, then leased it out to tenants. Then he left to go abroad and was away for a long time. A, at harvest time, the owner sent one of his servants to the tenants to collect the landowner's share of the harvest. But the tenants sent him away beaten and empty-handed. So the owner dispatched another one of his servants to collect his portion, but the tenants treated him the same way. They cursed him, beat him, and sent him away empty-handed. Then the owner sent a third servant, but they brutalized him also with the same treatment. Finally, the owner of the vineyard said to his son, Perhaps if I send you my own cherished son, they will be ashamed of what they've done. But when the tenants saw the son coming, they schemed among themselves, This is the heir of the vineyard. If we kill him, the inheritance will be ours. So they threw the son off the property and killed him. I ask you, what do you think the owner of the vineyard will do to his son's murderers? He will come back and destroy them and give his vineyard to another. When the people heard this story, they all agreed. This should never happen. Jesus looked straight at the people and their leaders and said, what do you think this verse means? The worthless, rejected stone has become the cornerstone, the most important stone of all. Everyone who falls in humility upon that stone will be broken. But if the stone falls on you, it will grind you to pieces. When the high priests and experts of the law realized that this story was about them, they wanted to have Jesus arrested that very moment but they were afraid of the people. Later, they sent spies who pretended to be honest seekers, but who wanted an opportunity to entangle Jesus by his words. Their plan was to catch him saying something against the government so they could hand him over to the jurisdiction of the Roman authorities who would execute him for sedition. At the right time, they asked him this question. Teacher, we know that all you say is straightforward and what you teach us is right. You give us the true ways of God. You're one who shows no favoritism to anyone's status. So we ask you, is it proper or not to pay taxes to a corrupt government? Jesus saw right through their cunning ploy and said, Why are you testing me? Show me one of the Roman coins. Whose head is on the coin? Whose title is stamped on it? They said, why is Caesar's? Jesus said, precisely. The coin bears the image of the emperor Caesar, and you should give back to Caesar all that belongs to him. But you bear the image of God, so give back to God all that belongs to him. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautifully said. The impostors were left speechless and amazed in the presence of all the people, unable to trap Jesus with his words. Note, 
One of the beautiful things about that we bear the image of God and we have the guilt when we don't acknowledge God in the beginning and we know who he is, we have the image of God stamped in our nature. So we give back to God what belongs to him and that's honor, praise, and worship. And yes, 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 whatever you say, Lord, amen. In addition, in verses 9 through 18, no one likes being controlled. The Jewish religious leaders were no exception. They didn't like God's message, so they killed the messenger. That was true of the farmers in the story. Of the religious leaders throughout Israel's history and all who refuse to see the truth. When we choose to deny the truth, there is not much others can do. Sometimes the truth can break through when someone speaks plainly but indirectly, as in the 12-step meeting. Nathan did this effectively with David by telling him a story that motivated David to repent for his sins, Second Samuel 12. Yet some people who refuse to see the truth, like Jesus' listeners, will resist to the dying day, to their dying day. Amen and amen. Thank you, everyone, for considering and listening and paying attention to God's word. Let's go ahead and pray. The Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you. Have a nice day. Give them heaven.